our first guest. Because speaking of content, our first guest is no stranger to the craft. Let's welcome in Haley Fazio, which is also her birthday. So first of all, happy birthday, Haley. And welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, It's crazy being back in the Freight Waves office, seeing it as this studio. It's it's different. It's dirty 30 for me, so I'm excited. Oh, no way. So happy... Welcome to your 30s. I feel like your 30s are like some of the best moments of your life. So welcome to the club. 29, I feel like it's just such an awful year because you just want to get to 30. But once you get to 30, it's here. Thank you for well, having me. Give us a little me. bit of a absolutely. Give us a little bit of background on on who Haley is and how you found yourself working at Freight Waves. Okay. How much time do we have? Um, <laughs> so um, straight out of college, I was lucky enough to kind of honestly fall into a position with a world-renowned gemologist here, local in Chattanooga, named Carly Boehm. Um, And with that, I saw a lot of shipments, you know, from Dubai, all these cool places with these gemstones that I had never seen in my life, and transporting them. And I was really fascinated by kind of the operations behind all of that. Um, She moved on to, to own a local gallery here in Chattanooga, and I had some friends still in the freight world at Coyote Logistics, and they're like, you should just come try try it out. So I ended up at Coyote after that, um, doing carrier sales, customer sales, um, and I really loved the energy of it. Um, I loved being able to see what was in the trucks, on the loads that were built out, and uh, all the different places that it was going. So from there, Freight Waves came into town, and I was like, what is this Freight Waves? Like, this is interesting. I've never, you know, I've never seen anything like this before. Um, you know, it's freight, it's media, it's, it's, it's TV, it's podcasts, like, what's going on here? And it really interested me because I always have had a creative side to me. So, um, I, you know, I ended up at Freight Waves. Um, I started on the Sonar team here, telling a story through data, tender rejections, and um, from then I moved over to the event side, um, just because it's a little bit more creative in my style. Um, and it's, I guess it's my third year here now. Um, so that's how I wound up at Freight Waves, but, uh, I love I, it. I, that, so you've been around since from the first like live events and then moving into virtual because I still like clearly to this day remember that first live event that was moved to virtual. Can you give us a little bit of like the behind the scenes of what you had to do to make that happen? Because I imagine it's no easy feat to, to transition from a live event to virtual. Yeah. So actually, it's funny, the like second week that I started, we were in Chicago. So I I was at that in-person event, but it was such a whirlwind because there's so much energy at the Freight Waves events. I was like, what is going on? This is crazy. It was, it was such a good time. Um, but yeah, tr- you know, here's the thing about virtual and in-person. Um, obviously, we didn't plan for it, but Freight Waves was equipped for it. You know, we have the studio, we have the cameras, we have the production crew, we have the creative teams that are just awesome. So I wouldn't say it was an easy pivot um, by any means, you know, um, but there's really like no playbook for going virtual. Um, but we tweaked things along the way. Um, you know, our first one we tried out and, you know, we thought, do we need avatars? Do we need rooms? Do we need all the, you know, there was all these different things that we were coming up with, but really in the end, we ended up having this beautiful format that's simple, easy to network. Um, and we found with these virtual events, it's very easy to, 
to, to network and to connect with each other broadly, but we're also seeing that like champion level, you know, sales and above, VP, director, all the way up to C-suite level attending these. So it's, you know, there's definitely positives to, you know, and I don't even like to call them virtual events. I call them virtual broadcasts um, mm. because it's more like you're watching like a TV show. And I think FreightWaves has done a really good job at uh, at creating that experience. So the blueprint, I would say, is diff- definitely different than, than it is now. Um, but, you know, with each event, we learn something new and we add, we take away, and there's always new and fun experiences. So... And, and then you have the, the challenge now of planning the, the first in-person event in, in over two years for FreightWaves. Can you give us a little bit of background on everything that's gone into how you're planning for this event? It's coming up in May. Yeah, so it is. It's in Rogers um, in May. And I can't take all of the credit for the planning. Jen Wiggins is a godsend. She does the majority of our planning. Dale Stewart, the creative team, the production, the TV team. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's an entire freight waves ecosystem effort to plan for these events. But, you know, with COVID, it's been a little bit different coming back and planning these things, you know, the, the cost of getting things here, you know, as everyone knows what's going on with the global supply chain. Um, it's, it's been different, but I think the biggest element of going back to in-person that we have really done well with is communication internally, mm-hmm. externally with our partners, with our sponsors, and really listening to what they need and communicating back and forth on how we can make this event, you know, the best one that we've had yet. And so from planning the live event to also, I mean, the virtual events are, are not stopping either. I think last time I checked, it's about one every month. How do you approach planning the live event versus a virtual event? Is it kind of the same strategy or, or what are the differences, I guess, between the two? Yeah. So obviously with the in-person events, it you have to start planning a lot earlier in advance because you have to do hotels, you have to do travel, you have to do lockdown convention centers. And, um, you know, that that's one of the good things also about the Freight Waves events in person is, you know, we do everything for you. We've got that production team that sets up the exhibits. Um, you know, we've, we've paired up with the same production team that does the Super Bowl. So it's, it's awesome for our in-person events. But for our virtual events, what we've done is originally we started out trying different ones around different topics that are niche focused, whether it be like yesterday, for example, the Enterprise Fleet Summit um, was focused on enterprise fleets, the technology used within that. We had some thought leadership demos. It's, it's a lot lighter lifting to execute, I would say, on the virtual mm-hmm. side, but it opens up the door for participation um, from different companies, whether it be a startup or, you know, an, an old school company. Um, it's really how they want to tell their story. It's, it's easy lifting to do with the production team um, and, the, and the creative team with the virtual. Um, so I would say we've got it almost down to a science as far as planning goes, but um, the, the entire events team works very hard to communicate internally on, uh, you know, our next our next goals for Q3, Q4, what what worked, what didn't work. Um, so we've now kind of established those flagship virtual events. 
That's a cool because I, I I imagine that you're tweaking, you're making minor tweaks after every event, no matter if it's live or virtual. And and one thing I think that FreightWaves does better than anybody else is they help companies craft their story. So they help them from the lens of, okay, if I'm going to demo online, how do I make sure that this demo is is actually worth the watch for the people that are either watching in person or, or watching virtually? But I think it's also fair to say that for a lot of these companies, it's very difficult. It's very challenging to get them to talk about their story. How do you sort of drag that good story out of them? How do you help them tell their story? Yeah. So, I mean, through sales, honestly, I've learned this is I've just asked more questions and not talked as much. Uh, listening is very important, I think. Um, you know, <laughs> listening to their story and then figuring out how we want to paint that picture for them. So the way I see Freight Waves is a giant stage. Um, you know, we give you that platform with events, with media, whether it be, you know, a podcast, a TV show, a white paper, an article, you know, there's so many different options and every company is unique, right? So everyone's going to want to tell their story differently. Some people really want the logo presence. Some people really want to showcase their technology. So it's just, you know, talking with our sponsors or talking with our partners on the vision that they have and then going back to my team and the media team and, and you know, talking about that and how we can create that for them. Now, now, speaking of specifics, because for folks who are watching on FreightWaves TV, we've noticed the graphic that's in the background for the future of supply chain. So you guys have this event coming up. It's the first live event. And like I said, in, in more than two years, I'm sure you've been asked this a few times, but why Rogers, Arkansas? Yeah, I would say that's probably the number one question I get on these on these calls when I'm talking to attendees or sponsors, whatever it may be. But if you really think about it, you know, everything going on in the global supply chain, which this is the future of the supply chain, a lot of it is taking place in the backyard of Rogers, Arkansas. You know, you've got the big retailers, the big shippers, the big um, carriers, you know, um, not to mention it's a very beautiful place. But, you know, you've got the J.B. Hunts, you've got the Walmarts, Arkbest, Tyson. It's a good variety of kind of what we're experiencing right now with the global supply chain. And having it in the backyard, I feel like, gives us the chance to really expose the technology that we're using today um, and really step into kind of a new-ish sector of, of, of FreightWaves audience, whether it be, you know, like, drones or what we're using in warehousing or, you know, anything of the sort that we're using in the global supply chain technology-wise or thought-wise, um, I think is is one of the big reasons that we decided to have it here. Um, yeah. And I, I think just looking at that graphic too, like those are some some of the biggest companies in the entire world. So it, it, it I never knew until FreightWaves, you know, announced that they were having this conference there and seeing some of these companies that are there, ArcBest, Tyson, Walmart, JB Hunt, of course, all of these companies, I I would just, I, I don't know why I, I didn't imagine that their headquarters would be there, that their offices would be there. But if all of these companies are sort of, you know, contingent on or, or, in these locations, I think that that's fascinating in order to be able to showcase all of those different components of the supply chain right there 
within one just general region and and switching gears a little bit to another location Chattanooga that's where freight waves is headquartered and that's where we were supposed to have the the freight future freight festival i believe it was last november and that one was moved to a virtual experience but are you guys moving back to a live virtual or a live event in Chattanooga anywhere at any time in the future i'm hoping it's this year yes so we are doing f3 november 1st through the 3rd uh, we're very awesome. excited. We were bummed that we had to push it virtual, but, you know, we just wanted to look out for everyone. Um, right. So, yeah, uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Chattanooga is set up. Um, obviously, it was set up for freight loads this way, but um, the city is set up so it's really easy to get around to the, the restaurants, the bars. And we wanted to do more of like a festival, like South by Southwest type feel of an experience, you know. Chattanooga is the Silicon Valley of freight now, the the hub of 3PLs. It's Freight Alley. I mean, you walk out the door, you've got, you know, six or seven different 3PLs right outside of the Freight Waves headquarters. So um, we wanted to bring a little bit more spice into the experiences that we can host, whether it be, you know, axe throwing or a rooftop party or oh, you know, whatever cool. you guys, whatever the sponsors or the, the partners dream of, we can make it happen. So um, it's a little bit more freight focused, whereas Arkansas, we're, we're a little bit more supply chain focused, if, if that makes sense. Oh, it does. Yeah, definitely. Because I was wondering if it, those two events would be kind of the same, but it definitely makes a lot of sense that one is more freight focused and one is more supply chain focused. All right, Haley, finally, final question. Where can folks follow and register for some of these rad events that are coming up? Follow you on social media, all that good stuff. Yeah. So you just go to live.freightwaves.com and it'll have the schedule. You can um, register the virtual events are free and open to the public, so mark them on your calendar. Come check them out. Network. Um, the in-person events, same place. You can register to attend. You can enter to sponsor. Um, you can email myself, um, me, Haley Fazio, or H. Fazio at Freight Waves, or Dale Stewart, D. Stewart at Freight Waves, um, if you're interested in getting involved. Um, but we would love to have everyone come out and join us. It's going to be a really fun time in Arkansas. We're really, really excited to showcase some of this technology and have really great content, keynote speakers, um, and same thing for Chattanooga. So we look forward to it. Heck yeah. And if you if you want to just even dabble in a little bit of the virtual events, it's Haley's birthday. Go register for at least a virtual <laughs> event and then right. see if you can make it happen for the live and in-person conferences. Well, Haley, thank you so much for your time. And you. uh, we'll link to all of those things in the show notes. So thank you again and happy birthday again. Thank you. Go have fun. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. And if you did like it, I would love if you could rate and review the show on Apple or Spotify. It'll take you like two minutes of your time, but it helps a ton for a creator like me to be able to show that review like a badge of honor. And it also helps the show get discovered by others. If you'd like to see more of my work, head on over to digitaldispatch.io. I've got some new content collections under the resources tab for folks who are freight brokers, truckers, carriers, freight agents, and also a best of collection for how to fix your website and how to fix your marketing. It's all completely free. And again, that tab is under resources over on the digitaldispatch.io website. 
The website also includes some links to our social media accounts along with my products and services in case any of that is of interest to you. Once again, my name is Blythe Bremley and I thank you for sharing your attention with me today. Until next time, have a magical day.